Hello and welcome. Before we introduce this week's guest, I wanted to let you know that we'll be offering a training in compassion cultivation. This training was developed at Stanford University Medical School. This is an 8-week online training program that will begin on Sunday, November 1st and will conclude on December 20th. We will meet for 2 hours on a weekly basis. If you need more information you can visit www.compassioncultivation.in or email me at nitesh@mindfulinitiative.com. Thank you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mindful Initiative podcast. We are very very honored to be at the Srishti School of Design in Bangalore and today we have amongst us a very uh, renowned uh, artistic uh, filmmaker, singer, writer uh, Shabnam Virmani and uh, we'll spend the next uh, half an hour to 45 minutes speaking to her about her journey, her life and different things that she has done uh, welcome clarity in this righteous sense leads to violence even when you're on the right side of things uncertainty ambiguity a healthy sense of not knowing a mystic sense of bewilderment leads to compassion because then you're not sure we needn't use the word beautiful there is meaning in everything it may be very ugly it may be very traumatic it may be very sorrowful it may be very blah but it's there for a reason and there is something that can emerge some meaning it is the guru it is the guru in front of you at all moments that you have to unlock Thank you thank you very much so usually we start our conversations getting to know people a little bit better a little bit about their upbringing and also to know if spirituality or religion has been part of their upbringing if you can talk a little bit about uh, that so my upbringing was decidedly irreligious i was born in a very um, middle class punjabi household and uh, arya samaji background so very scornful of rites and rituals i grew up learning to mistrust priests and gurus and uh, uh, really no exposure at all to spiritual traditions of any kind and um, I think even later in my student years my inclination and interests grew uh much more in the direction of uh, activism secular ideals marxist thought feminist movements again as you know those ideologies 
keep matters spiritual at bay so i was schooled in that tradition in my 20s and 30s i think it was uh, much later in the 30s that spirituality hit me like bonked me on the head so my wife's an arya samaji so i am uh, i'm aware of some of the traditions and we got married in the arya samaji tradition mm-hmm. as well and i've enjoyed learning about uh, how some things uh, how vast uh, vedantic tradition was and swami dayananda he came about and made it accessible in different ways mm. and and there are good things that i have learned and there's not so good things i've learned as well do actually i should say that my family upbringing was uh, only naam ke vaaste arya samaji i don't think i learned much about the arya samaj it was really <laughs> like a good materialistic punjabi family the only puja you did was to lakshmi on diwali to make sure that she is appeased and uh, i think uh, maybe om bhur bhava swaha that was the only mantra that my mother taught me again not in a very uh, meaningful religious sort of reverent way but just as a mantra to say when you are scared or something like that so no religious training or mahol or readings or practices of any kind actually what part of india did you grow up all in? over the country i'm an urban nomad my father was an air force pilot so we kept getting transferred every 2 3 years so there was no one place i could call home and both my parents uh, parents are from pakistan post partition emigrants into this side of the border so really no native village in india to call my own so yeah urban nomad a lot of similarities between you and me not the air force part but uh, the punjabi part the immigrant part it's something that i had desired to go to pakistan at one time because a friend of mine who's from pakistan was getting married and your journeys have have taken you to pakistan mm-hmm. uh, yeah. i find it that uh, we as a human race are uh, quite similar in in many ways despite the surface level dissimilarities that we keep bringing out about and i think uh, in in your earlier works uh, which i was reading about in in especially when you were a journalist uh, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, you started uh, going about certain causes that really appealed to you and i think mm. sati was one of the causes that you wrote about how did uh, that come about and and i think that was a, one of the biggest things i remember as as a child mm-hmm. uh, that it became a a big thing so i would i love to hear and you know take you back many years so you know those were the years when there was a deep desire to get out of the cities and engage with rural india in me and my peers and colleagues and uh, i was working as a journalist in the times of india then and um, I read in a small little two-line report in some local Hindi paper about this sati that had happened in Deorala. So we went there to investigate. We were just uh, very freshly minted journalists, so full of beans, freshly minted feminists as well, so full of beans to understand. And I think uh, what emerged later in my life as a deeper and deeper inquiry is really the nature of uh, religion the nature of the role of religion and the role of women and the role of all this in uh, 
human psychology and in india a lot of my later work also kept taking me back to the village there is a pull even now if you see musically i listen to classical music and dhrupad i love it but what really grabs me by the scruff of my neck and then i'm not asking to be pulled but i'm just drawn it is to folk music and a lot of my earlier work in film and mu- uh, radio i would find as many opportunities as i could to delve into rural music traditions so there's been a deep uh, uh, need to engage with uh, rural india for some reason i can't explain it i think also a deep need to engage with a language tradition that is outside and convent educated in english speaking background which was mine i think when i started work in rural areas i discovered quite suddenly how impoverished my education was you know how how little i knew about the literary traditions of this land its diversity its rich language traditions and certainly philosophic traditions and world views so it felt like i wasn't even aware of this khai you know ek khalipan mere andar jo tha jiska ehsaas bhi nahi tha ke ye to hai aur main isko leke ghoom rahi hu when it started getting filled i realized there was such a big hole in my heart waiting to be filled you know so the the headiness of the inquiries into kabir and earlier work was not just kabir discovering kabir the poet or whatever it was also discovering language the rasa of the indian tradition in a way and enjoying that you know so many things were said there and i'll pick a, a couple of them uh, you brought up the kabir project which you've been an integral part of so it is a what we think in our discussion about it that it is a social movement in the urban areas of the country and uh, it had been mostly carried forward for the last 500 600 years mostly in in the rural communities and you've been a pioneer of of bringing everyone together so people are aware of his teachings i remember i was first exposed to when i was reading hindi mekabir ke dohe school mein mm-hmm. yeah. um, and that was pretty much it you know after that that we lost track of various things and now that you've been involved in this project uh, and and you've evolved as a person also for many years what advice do you give yourself uh, to your younger self if you look back those x number of years when you started working that you've been on this journey and things have been finding you you've been finding things for yourself what is that you would say to yourself uh, going back those many years say to my own younger self yes and i think in in essence what i'm saying is you know there, there are many uh, young people who listen to us who are not sure what they should do and you know how like you said you were urban educated like many of us mm-hmm. and we do things because our parents have asked us to do for materialistic reasons and and other aspects mm-hmm. so that's where the the question came up to my mind that uh, you've been on on a journey which is unique for yourself so what is that you would say to your younger self would you be any different uh, I mean of course we all make mistakes we all learn from those things 
But if you have any thoughts about that, if not, that's fine. Uh, hmm. But uh, if you have any, no. So I think um, I wouldn't do anything differently. I think I have uh, uh, mostly responded uh, from a place of uh, inspiration in my life. In fact, if I don't have an inspiration, I'm a little lost. That really disturbs me. If I'm not uh, inspired to seek, understand, share, grow in some way. and uh, in the course of this these journeys what happens is that things happen that don't fit your idea of uh what you thought you were looking for and when you confront those or when you when those come to you to not turn away is what i would tell the younger generation to not turn away from that discomfort that this is not part of the plan like we all have a uh, certain fixed ideas about ourselves and even as creative professionals when we are filmmakers or writers we go out searching for something there is a premeditated plan also but often what presents itself is really not what you were looking for and it's disturbing so we turn away but really to stop right there and say okay so which is why i like to say documentary filmmaking is an incredible metaphor for the art of living i would say because what happens in a documentary film you pick up your camera and you point it in a certain direction there is agency there is choice i could have pointed it here but i pointed there but what unfolds in front of my camera is entirely out of my control as a documentary filmmaker so quite like life you make choices but what happens is really not in your control so rather than be frustrated with what is unfolding in your frame life you could make friends with it you could deal with that discomfort that difference that has arisen and say this is here for a reason let me engage with this discomfort and let me find what is life or this film trying to unfold for me you know and as a filmmaker i found some of my best sequences in footage i initially ignored that i thought was useless or nahi mila jo jo ढूंढने निकले थे नहीं मिला एंड देन यू आर सिटिंग it'll just be there like every flower is beautiful every human being has has something to give and then when you're on that journey you might find an inspiration when you're going out to to look at different things yeah i i mean maybe we needn't use the word beautiful there is meaning in everything it may be very ugly it may be very traumatic it may be very sorrowful it may be very blah but it's there for a reason and there is something that can emerge some meaning it is the guru it is the guru in front of you at all moments that you have to unlock 
one of the other things that you touched upon that folk music is what has touched you and i know a little bit about kabir like maine bola school mein kitabon mein padha hai mm. uh, we have heard him in film music uh, we have heard chikchi uh, singh ji anup jalota ji in ghazals folk singing and and of course kumar gandhar ji and and now some of the other classical singers who have just taken taken different forms what is that about folk music as i understand you were not a singer before uh, it, that is correct right and now you sing but what is it about folk music that you're like you know this is the direction i would like to go and i would like to sing you are amazing i've heard you sing before live as well so so the, uh, i mean what i will say about folk music perhaps is not very surprising or deep or profound i'll say the obvious things about folk music which is the delight of folk music is the immediacy of access folk music doesn't need 20 years of rigorous training for you to be able to be able to experience the joy of the song in your body and uh, therefore it is um, accessible to common folk that's why it's folk music folk music is also especially the kabir songs that one has received through folk music i feel why i find it perhaps more compelling than the classical uh, renditions of kabir is i feel uh, that folk music can not always can help you engage with the bani first uh, music follows or music enhances the encounter with a poem or the encounter with a shabd or a word classical music can tend to move in the direction of abstract exploration of sur tal and words are just a peg for that experience so it's a different experience it too is a very spiritual experience can be a deeply contemplative disturbing even uh, inquiring experience so i'm not uh, saying classical music doesn't have value but to hear the chot of a kabir shabd i think folk music delivers that chot with greater felicity and profundity and immediacy because it's not tripping on surtal improv it's it's really engaging with the spirit of the poem first and the music is making your heart melt as you hear those words you know it, the music is priming the soil to receive the seed the music is uh, actually demolishing the barriers of your ego the walls that your ego sets up or maybe your mind your intellect sets up uh, your criticality in a negative way all that is being dismantled by the structure of music or the the impact of music so that the bani ki chot khari lagti hai phir bahut khari lagti hai so we're giving importance to the actual meaning that is coming out from the folk yes and really not in this crude way that the message is more important than the music no not at all in fact sometimes the music does so much and uh, like kumar ji's music i remember kumar ji's kabir well okay that's true kumar ji se mujhe kabir ki chot nahi lagi मुझे प्रहलाद जी से कबीर की चोट लगी या दूसरे लोक गायकों से कबीर की चोट लगी कुमार जी से 
मे बी जस्ट अ फ्यू फ्रेजेस वुड पॉप अप कोई सुनता है गुरु ज्ञानी गगन में आवाज होवे छीनी दैट्स इट सो आई डोंट थिंक आई एम सेटिंग अप एन आइदर और आर्गुमेंट हियर थिंग्स आर फार मोर कॉम्प्लेक्स देन व्हाट आई एम लेइंग आउट बट ब्रॉडली वन कुड से विद अ लॉट ऑफ क्वालिफिकेशंस दैट फोक म्यूजिक डिलीवर्स द चोट बेटर देन क्लासिकल the other thing that uh, you know really stood out to me is uh, that there are problems in the world right i mean we're dealing with lot of issues now there were issues uh, you know 100 years ago and pehle bhi like you know these issues have been there but earlier you took on more of a as a journalist you were reporting them in certain ways and, and now you have chosen a, a different medium I, i would say which is more uh, introspect uh when you listen to these bhajans and uh, and kabir bani or some of the other recent works uh, that you've been going towards how did that shift come about because in your satsangs also you ask people you give the stories and it's up to them how do they, how they take the stories but in a very different way very soothing way when i heard you about a story of a bird uh, with with droplets uh, i give that example sometimes now as well so it it's still in my memory but it's very different than than what it used to be so how have you or you know was there a sudden shift or was there a inflection point i know about the gujarat riots and you know some of the other things that have happened but the messaging is is very different the mediums are very different now so what inspired that change within that this is what i want to be rather than be the activist on the street that i'm going to say that this is wrong that's wrong and you know tell people that this is the way the society should be run nothing inspired that change it wasn't a single moment where the shift happened it's more that uh, slowly slowly i think uh, my righteousness dissolved into ambiguity slowly slowly i think you need a lot of righteousness to be an activist and uh, sometimes that charge of that clarity that no this is wrong it should not happen that propels that that energy that activism requires and it's very valuable and very very important at many other moments though i think it's very healthy for people not to be clear about right and wrong i think i want to hear more people say i am confused i am bewildered i do not know i think the process of the encounter with mysticism is an undoing of righteousness where you realize that uh, everything that you state with with confident sense of assertion using language is flawed it's reductive it diminishes the truth actually things are much more complex so better be silent better be try and intuit be aware be present and clarity in this righteous sense leads to violence even when you're on the right side of things uncertainty ambiguity a healthy sense of not knowing a mystic sense of bewilderment 
leads to compassion because then you're not sure maybe you have experienced something that i'm not aware of that makes you say what you say that i disagree with i don't know maybe let's sit down and talk maybe your experience is very particular and so is mine you are seeing something with your two eyes and i'm seeing my, with my two eyes but really what we are seeing cannot be seen by your eyes or mine for that we have to both close our eyes to experience what it is so when i close my eyes or when you close your eyes uh, what is kabir to you in today's world i really think that matlab main agar nishkarsh nikalu इस पूरी मतलब निचोड़ निकालूं इस पूरी यात्रा का इस पूरे सफ़र का आई थिंक ऑल वी कैन डू इज ऑनेस्टली बे विटनेस एट ऑल टाइम्स टू आवर सेल्व एट ऑल मोमेंट्स वट एवर वी आर एक्सपीरियंसिंग फीलिंग वी मस्ट बी प्रेजेंट एंड ऑब्जर्व आर सेल्व बी प्रेजेंट and watch if we are 100% identified with the way we feel the way we act out of the way we feel problem that can be tiring if you're always trying to be aware and it's very tiring it's very exacting the phrase kabir will use repeatedly in many of his poems is uh suli upar ghar hamara ओथ पायो विश्राम जी मतलब मेरा घर सूली की नोक पे है आठों पहर होशियार जी अवेयर अलर्ट सजग ऑल मोमेंट्स एट ऑल मोमेंट्स एंड दैट इज वेर आई फाइंड माई ईज ही सेज घर इज अ प्लेस ऑफ ईज राइट एंड ही सेज माई हाउस इज ऑन द टिप ऑफ अथॉन सो देर इज नो शॉर्टकट आई एम अफ्रेड इट्स नॉट ईजी we have to have that rigor to know when we are responding why we are responding what humbug is creeping in what hubris we are becoming part of where we are becoming dishonest because of an insecure need to show up our own ego in whatever situation and that clarity is the only thing that will lead to more mindful action living being relating with each other and of course there is right and wrong and of course we must protest and we must it, this is not a paralyzing awareness this is an energizing awareness and it is i think we're we're getting close to our time here so i have uh, i have one final question and and then uh, we have some uh, short answer questions question answers that we'll ask you which are fun and and good things about you and your life uh, we'll talk about before we close i want to ask about that lot of children who are growing up and you know this is a question that is uh, for people like me who have uh, young parents and we would like to introduce the concept of kabir because kabir may mean many things to many people and uh, to all children going to school and and many who are unable to because of whatever reason how do you introduce this 
character and and the beautiful teachings which are teachings for life so i was in a session faced with the 300 400 school children in the gujarat yatra recently and what popped into my head at that time was to engage the children by speaking about how kabir overturns everything that all the rest of the world is telling them is right so kabir the world tells them study hard kabir will say pothi par pad jag mua pandit bhayo na koi dhai akshar prem ke padhe so pandit hoy so damn those books learn love people will say become a big man bade aadmi bano kabir will say bada hua to kya hua jaise ped khajur panthi ko chhaya nahi phal lage ati dur people will say project this whole world especially infused infested as we are by social media is all about proclaiming who you are kabir will say stay quiet bada badai na kare bada na bole bol heera mukse na kahe lakh hamara mol like that you can go on and on and on uh, the world will say win life is about winning kabir will say lose the world will say gather kabir will say give up the world will say loot kabir will say be looted so it's endless the reversals that kabir will invite you to engage with and uh, there are many wonderful songs i think songs is the best way to engage children and why children even adults it's a time tested uh, vehicle of mass communication the song right so really i we've done some small experiments with some educators and artists in taking kabir to schools and colleges in more interesting creative ways and always song music craft we've put this up on our website ajabsheher.org in a section called classroom some of the experiments we've done which uh, don't say is dohe ka arth kya hai please let's stop saying that let's stop reducing poetry to its message and allow students and children and ourselves to intuit wordlessly what the meaning of a poem is and how it speaks to you let's not shabdarth nahi nahi kare let's start there those are the places to look at and some parents might look at those places and i'm sure educators will too but it's a journey journey for us to bring that and i think that movement has started in many ways of course uh, kabir is a metaphor and and people are on this journey so hopefully as we learn and and grow as humanity we might be able to make certain changes uh, which might bring us the uncertainty uncertainty that you talked about So just to close we ask our interviewees some uh, small questions and uh, uh, you can give uh, short answers long answers one one word so the first question one childhood memory that just stands out to you as i say the word childhood what pops out desolation fear of abandonment though i had a very very happy childhood one place in the world that you would like 
to go visit or have visited mm one place in the world where i would like to go or or have, i have gone to hmm nothing specific stands out because i actually realize i relate to places through people i don't relate that much to the place as in the geography so nothing is coming to mind right now that's uh, that's perfect one maybe i know the answer to this question one person that you would like to meet in the history going back in time <laughs> so hmm you would probably think i will say kabir but i think i would rather meet a woman called sasi this comes out of our research into the shah abdul latif bhitai tradition oral tradition he's a sindhi sufi poet and he draws on love legends from the sindh Pan- punjab region and uh, one of the love legends he draws on is sassi punnu and sassi is a woman who is wandering in a landscape of utter desolation a desert the sun is beating down overhead and she says sorrow it is in your arms that my beloved comes to me and that's her quest she knows sorrow is the path sorrow is the guru and she walks and she keeps walking she keeps walking in search of her retreating beloved and at some point she realizes that punnu whom she is seeking she is herself so i think i'd like to walk a bit with sasi in that scalding desert so in your lifetime this is a podcast about mindfulness so we usually ask what is the most unmindful thing that someone has uh, has done to you or asked a question that has been so unmindful that they like really is that the question that this person's asking <laughs> Well, I was once asked by a journalist when we were organizing the Shah Latif festival in Bangalore. She actually asked me on the phone, "Can I set up an interview with Mr. Shah Latif?" I said, "Okay, now that probably tops the lack of homework done by journalists, you know, you've 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 really hit the ceiling." uh so i said you'll have to go back in time almost 500 years to set up a interview with mr shalatif but there you have it right uh one last one uh, your favorite uh, song or film or book pick any one uh, you're all three of them my god that's a difficult question there are so many songs and so many books and so many films that have shaped anybody to pick one would be like hmm really i can't pick one all right so we'll make it easy can you please sing one of your favorite sing. yes if if that's a possibility hmm okay i'm not going to sing what i will claim is a favorite song I will sing a song that is on the top of my head at any given point kuch na kuch to ramta hai so I'll sing that
टू लाइन्स ऐसी मारी प्रीत निभा हो निर्धन का हो राम ऐसी मारी प्रीत निभाव जो हो दुर्बल का हो राम भव सागर में भूलो मती ऐसी मारी प्रीत निभाव जाओ हो निर्धन का हो राम ऐसी मारी प्रीत निभाव जो भारा कई हो हवार भव सागर में भूलो मती थैंक यू थैंक यू सो मच थैंक यू दैट वाज सो ब्यूटीफुल थैंक यू सो मच शबनम फॉर टेकिंग द टाइम टू स्पीक विद अस शेयरिंग अ शॉर्ट पार्ट ऑफ योर of such a beautiful life uh, you have inspired hundreds and thousands uh, towards kabir if not millions and and we hope uh, that many more will get inspired over the years and the great work that you and your team uh, that you started uh, have done which is documenting everything putting everything online accessible to people uh, so Thank you so much for for what you have done. Thank you. Thank you for this conversation. Thank you everyone for listening in uh to another episode of the Mindful Initiative podcast. Uh if you like what we do, please share this with your family and and friends or whoever you think might benefit from this conversation. Conversation. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.